even like my version of Instagram self, I can't even keep up with that on a daily basis, right? And that's kind of what I show is like, even the me that I portray in my highlight reel posts, that's me like 2% of the time. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. We are doing a little series on how we feel about our bodies, which has been fun and interesting. And today we have a special guest for you that Susie did the interview, and she's going to tell us about it. Yeah, you know... This was an interview that I'm still chewing on, Holly and Jennifer, because uh, first of all, let me introduce who she is. Tori Stanley is a licensed clinical therapist, and her practice is primarily working with women um, on body image issues and eating disorders. What I also love is that she was on Survivor 42, and she has taken that platform that she gained. And she's now working with young women and women from all over the world uh, on her YouTube channel and on Instagram. So she said some things that were really, I don't know, illuminating to me. And so let's listen to that interview. And then Holly and Jennifer and I'll come back and we're just going to kind of unpack it. Hey, friends, I am sitting with Tori, the therapist. Now, she has a real last name, Tori Stanley. Uh, But she's not on Instagram as Tori the Therapist, and she is a real licensed therapist who specializes in eating disorders and body image. And when Holly and Jennifer and I started talking about this episode, uh, I wanted to have someone who this is something that they're not just passionate about, but informed about. So Tori, thank you for joining me. Yes. Thank you for having me. Such an important topic. I'm glad to go over it. Yeah. So you said something that I think is really powerful. You said, I'm working towards a world in which women are celebrated and recognized for their vulnerability and realness. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yes. So that is as I'm on kind of my war against diet culture and this narrative of like health and beauty in our world that really says, All that matters is the way you look in a mirror or the number on the scale or what size of clothes you wear. And it's really kind of limited who we are as people to a reflection in the mirror. And so I'm just really fighting for this world in which women not only are seen for like their vulnerability, who they are as a person, but they also value that in themselves. And so it's, it's a hard fight. (laughs) There's a lot of (laughs) stuff going against me, but I, I see it being a real possibility. Yeah. Well, you know, you listed some things that really surprised me that they're considered health trends. So we see a lot of it, especially on social media. And you kind of unveiled them and said, you know what, these health trends are not healthy at all. And so can you list some of the health trends that we might find ourselves just doing that really aren't healthy for us? Mm-hmm. Oh, get ready. I might. Step on some <laughs> so number one, for sure, honestly, any form of dieting, because dieting in essence 
is food restriction where you're focused on what can I not eat? So this is really comes from like at its core, the restrictive nature of anorexia nervosa, which is one of the more common eating disorders people think of, which is all about food restriction, staying away from certain foods. So dieting is a big one. Also, when it comes to exercise, exercise people think is always healthy, but it can actually be really unhealthy. It's what I call mm-hmm. toxic exercise, which is when the reason you work out is to change the way your body looks. You're motivated by self-hatred or you're punishing yourself by taking yourself through these rigorous workouts. Also, when you're solely focused on burning a certain number of calories, and that's why you go to the gym and work out. So at its core, it's, I am going to exercise solely because I don't like the way my body looks and I want to change it. That to me doesn't sound very healthy. And what can be confusing is these behaviors on the outside that alone doesn't make them good or bad. Like certain foods, for example, a salad, just because someone eats a salad doesn't mean that they're healthy. I have worked with people who they only eat salads because they are deathly afraid. If they eat anything else, they are going to gain weight and become fat. So therefore that person eating a salad, that's not actually healthy. Same with exercise, just because you go to the gym, that in itself isn't a healthy behavior. I'm really focused on like, what is your root? What is the underlying reason? Same with weighing yourself on a scale. I know many people do that, but that actually puts this numerical value to your worth. And you're able to see every single day, am I succeeding? Am I failing? Am I good enough? Am I not? So that I just really recommend people stay away from that entirely. That's like the most diminished form of who, what your body is capable of in this number on the scale. Oh, I could, I could, I could go on. <laughs> well, you know, I, I had a fitness app that I was using and, Those it two. Told, <laughs> and it told me that I could only have 1200 calories a day. Mm-hmm. And that's Are you a six-year-old child. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm like, honestly, I did it for a while and I found myself just really, really stuck. Yes. You know, and I thought I was doing a good thing. Yeah. I thought I was Mm -hmm. doing a good thing. And so, so how do we, how do we then find what is healthy for us? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great question. And that's where it's hard. And I just want to validate for so many people, the reason they do any of these behaviors is because they genuinely want to be healthy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone has like a new year's resolution of like, this is finally the year. I ignore my health or that I get unhealthy. No. So it comes from a good place. What it really takes is we do have to look at our definition of health. And the harsh reality is that so many people's definition of health is actually tied to their reflection in the mirror. And what does their body look like? They will justify any healthy behavior as long as it makes their body look a certain way. And so it really starts looking at what do you actually define as healthy? And the more you ask people, they might say, oh, you know, if I have abs, that makes someone healthy. Or if they're a size blank, or if they have the thigh gap, thankfully we're kind of getting away from that narrative. Um, but many people's definition of health. I don't even know what health, that is. <laughs> oh, good. Don't Google it. No. <laughs> yeah. I think it first starts like, look at your definition of health and go yeah. from there. Okay. Okay. So stay away from the thigh gap. I, it's, it's so, there's so much pressure, Tori. You know, when I look at maybe the generations after me, it feels like the pressure is a hundred times worse than what I experienced. And social media plays a big part in that. So how, 
how can we take what social media is trying to tell us is true and shut that off? I know we, we're not going to turn social media completely off, but these messages are really messing with a lot of, a lot of younger women. It really, it's honestly tragic. Like, and I do, I do blame social media as a huge culprit because we are able to see everyone's highlight reels and like their best moments when their hair and makeup's done, they're edited, they pick the perfect pose and picture and the edit. And we compare that to what we see every day in the mirror when we wake up in the morning, looking crazy, unkept. And we think that that is their reality. And so I even have what I call like behind the scenes first highlight reel kind of social media posting that I kind of go along with, which is I am going to show my most honest self and it's very uncomfortable. And I have had loved ones in my family say, Hey, you're almost like too vulnerable on social media. Can you kind of, but I'm like, that's the war that I'm fighting because I have to prove to people that we all have flaws. We all have insecurities And the only way we're going to know that is if we show that. And that really does take vulnerability because it's saying, all right, I'm going to put my actual self out there and people might not like it. And I'm going to show you things that I don't necessarily like about myself that I'm working on. But I really do think that that is the way to break down some of these unrealistic beauty standards that are just causing everyone to feel like a failure. I even like my version of Instagram self, I can't even keep up with that on a daily basis. Right. And that's kind of what I show is like, even the me that I portray in my highlight reel posts, that's me like 2% of the time. And just really showing more of our behind the scenes is just really a mission that I'm on. And I would encourage other people to do that's kind of the only way we can do this. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I want to do, I have grandchildren now and my girls are becoming preteens. And I, I know that not just me, but I know that women everywhere are saying, how can I model to these girls a healthy sense of self, a healthy sense of, you know, for me, I've been through breast cancer twice. My body has changed over the years. But I'm starting and have for a long time, but I'm really starting to appreciate this God-given body that I have, it is scarred. It's been battered, but man, it has done a lot Mm -hmm. and will continue to. So how can we model to the next generation, but especially the young, young girls, um, what healthy self really is? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of like what you said, it really does start with like, what do you think about your own body? How do you feel about your own body? What are you saying? Because there's a lot of research in the eating disorder realm that the language a mom uses about her own body and her own eating and food habits absolutely can influence her daughter developing an eating disorder or not. So it's not just, oh, be careful what you say to your daughter. No, be careful what you say about yourself around your daughter. And I think too, this idea of we don't have to convince people to love their bodies essentially, um, which Mm -hmm. might sound a little backwards, but if that is the goal is I want, you know, this younger generation to learn to love themselves and love their bodies. We're probably going to fail. Okay. I'm just going to be honest. That is an unrealistic yeah. because even the most you know, picture perfect Instagram models, they have days where they don't feel beautiful. They look in the mirror yeah. and they don't like what they see. And so more so having this kind of perspective of body appreciation, body acceptance, even body neutrality, which says, 
you can look in the mirror and say, you know, I acknowledge that I don't love every part of my body. You know, like here's this scar or this is you know, an aspect mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not most proud of, but this is my body. It's the only body I'm ever going to have. So I'm choosing to appreciate this body. And I think body acceptance over body positivity is so much more enduring and lasting because we're setting an actual realistic expectation that you don't have to love yourself. In fact, forget about that. You don't like, that's not going to be a goal at all. Not even necessarily like yourself, but this idea of accepting and appreciating your body for more than what it simply looks like. That is really powerful. Well, Tori, I have to admit that I'm a Survivor fan. I have been from the very beginning. And (laughs) you were in season 42, right? Okay. I just want to know, how hard was that? So people always ask, they're like, they'd give you food off camera, right? Right. No, no, no. I was eating lizards, (laughs) worms. Oh my, the randomest stuff, seaweed, hermit crabs, because, and I would not do that if they were secretly giving us granola bars. So it it was hard, but I will say Survivor actually taught me a lot about body image because when you're on the island, you have one pair of clothes. You do not shower. You don't have a mirror. You don't have a brush, toothbrush, any of those commodities that, oh, this is what's beautiful back home. I didn't get any of that. And so I just gain this appreciation for my body because it got me through starvation, living on a deserted island, having to like sleep in the dirt and the sand. And it just really helped shape like, oh my goodness, how, how could I have like limited my body and cared so much about the reflection in the mirror when my body can do this. And if you saw, I won some individual immunities that took a lot of like endurance. And I was like, my body did that. That is so much cooler and better than Oh, here's a picture of my body on Instagram. So I, I owe survivor a lot. Me too. Well, how can people find you and are there any resources that you have that you'd like to to talk about? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram, the main platform I use at Tori, the therapist. I also do have a YouTube channel. It's called Tori talks, but I would definitely recommend Tori, the therapist. I'm actually kind of pivoting my social media to try to give more mental health resources on my social media because some people don't really know where to turn. And I understand therapy is very expensive, but we all have mental health, right? We all have that relationship right. with ourselves, our emotions. And so I would say to follow me there. I'm, I'm posting more things of that. And I would say this podcast, keep tuning in, listen, love what y'all are doing. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Tori. So, so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. We loved hearing from Tori and I'm sure you have too. So Suze and Jennifer, what would you say is one thing you're going to take away from what she shared? Um, I love her approach to um, body acceptance over positivity. I also like that she gives you room to not really like yourself or parts of your body, but you can accept that and even appreciate your body in a way that makes you honor yourself instead of just having these really hype dreams that we're going to love everything about our body. She really gives us freedom to look at that as unrealistic in a lot of ways. Yeah. What about you, Holly? I thought it was interesting how she said, you know, who I am on Instagram is who I am about 2% of the time. Like, and I thought, yeah, that's true. Cause you always hear, oh, people are fake on Instagram, but that's a different perspective. Cause she's not saying, oh, it's totally fake. She's just saying, that's not the whole picture. Right. And I think same with our bodies, probably that like, you know, 2% of the time we can be like, all right, body, good. You know, yeah, (laughs) hopefully more than that. But it's okay too that a lot of the time 
were not in that top 2% of right. the space in whatever area of our lives, but I think particularly with our bodies and how we accept them. Yeah. You know, it made me really think about what my body does. You know, Mm -hmm. my body holds a grandchild in my arms and brings comfort to another person. You know, my my body can see my body can hike and walk. And I know that we don't all have the same capabilities. But just this last week, I was talking with Jennifer Rothschild, who um, cannot see. She is blind. And as we were having the conversation, it was so funny because when I first got on, I put on the video and she's like, why do you have the video on? It's just taking up bandwidth. And so I turned it off and and it made sense. And she didn't say it like, why are you? But at the very end of the conversation with Jennifer, I remember her saying something personal that I'm not going to share here. She just poured into me. And I thought, okay, Jennifer might be limited visually. But spiritually and emotionally, this woman just poured into me out of who she is. And and I want to start to see myself in that way. I want to see my body, my eyes, my ears, my feet. I want to see them as something that is good. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, our bodies have served as well. They really have. And so I think that there's a lot of times that I might not like something about my body, but I'm like, I brought life into this world yes, or, you, you know, yeah. or I can serve and I can work hard and I have the stamina to do that. Yeah. You know, I, and those are things that I want to, I celebrate about myself Yeah, and, and, you know, the, the joy and the, the life that I get to experience through that. And so it really does change your perspective on why can't we just celebrate all the good things. And of course, we're going to have our moments where we don't like (laughs) things. And I think that that's normal and that's okay, but that shouldn't be what we obsess over. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that Tori talked in a way where it was almost like her body was a friend of hers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, like there was a relationship there. Mm -hmm. And I think so much of the time, I just don't even think about my body. I'm just in my head all the time. Yeah. And I've recently started doing a new exercise thing where I have to be in my body because a lot of the things are more complex than I'm used to. And I remember saying to my body, like, because I would like walk, but then I'm listening to a podcast. So I'm still not thinking about what my body's doing. So it was the first time in years that I had actually been aware. This is where my hands are. This is where my feet are. This is what my back is doing. And I said to my body, like, hey, body, how you doing? Like, (laughs) you know, it's been a while and it's been fun to kind of like remember, oh, yeah, I have a relationship with my body and I do need to treat it as if it's a friend because it does serve me well. It does. Quietly and with very little things all day, every day. And so I liked her tone of. Yeah. One, you have a relationship with your body and two, it can be a friend like relationship. Yeah. Well, and also when I think about when I begin to accept my body, then those that are around me see that I'm accepting. And I mean, those closest to me, because I'm not going to go stand out on the street. I accept my body, you know, (laughs) but when I'm around like a grandchild or I'm around my own daughters, if I start to accept my body and say, look at what my body did this week. You know, I went hiking and it carried me those two to three miles. I feel like instead of beating myself up 
in front of them, that gives them permission then to say, look at what my body can do. And I do Mm -hmm. think that that's kind of a legacy that we can pass down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things, too, we talked about on this was social media. And I think we have to be really aware of how we allow that 2% of people's best selves to impact not only us, but younger women that are in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It is. I, I think social media is, there's so many good things about it in that it can connect us with other people and of like course. minds. But the aspect of comparison, before we compared ourselves to the girl next door or the girl in our class, and now it's everybody that we have or follow or see on Instagram. And it's so not good for our, our health, our mental health, all of it. It's, it can be really dangerous. Yeah. Well, well even photos, it used to be only professionals could airbrush. Yeah. yeah. And now everyone can yeah. filter, can fix, can, you know. You can add eyelashes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying all that's bad, but again, we just need I, I to look at things in the context of this is more like art than reality. You know, like this is something that someone has created Mm -hmm. to be beautiful instead of saying, oh, that's how she looks Tuesday at 10 a.m. You know, (laughs) I haven't even had my coffee yet. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think shifting our mind to how we look at those things, too. I think that's really important. Well, I've loved this series. I love that we're going to continue to talk about these things. And um, I'm learning. Yeah. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.